0: <laughs> Some, uh, my wife said to me, she saw someone on social media saying that in the few days they've been sheltering in place, they they've already gained weight from their snacks that they bought for the oh no. coronavirus. Oh and no. the way that it was worded, it almost sounded like this is like an event, like the Super Bowl. That's right. We're like all going home and like yeah, so let's all, all getting ready out for and the coronavirus, buy chicken wings and, and all sorts of stuff, <laughs> yes. and preparing for the coronavirus to start.
1: Welcome back to Reason Together, the podcast for Christians who think about stuff. And boy, I'm going to tell you this episode, we want to be the voice of reason. And I'm your host, Daniel Fox, here along with my great friend, Thomas Belzamo. And uh, how are you doing, Tom? Good. <laughs> You're tickled up from the get-go. I know.
0: Break out the hand sanitizer and the Clorox <laughs> That's right. I'll wipes. Try,
1: I'll try not to cough into my mic and infect you here. Get to your um, bunkers. <laughs> <laughs> that 's right that 's right. This is uh, officially apparently our coronavirus episode and, yeah. uh, and so we will we will be we will be dealing with this and, and that 's the unfortunate part is that because so many you know it 's kind of like I just want to hear some normal news, mm-hmm. but it 's even the people that are trying to balance out the social emotions still have to talk <clears throat> about the topic because they have to try to inject reason into the topic, and so still everybody ends up talking about it, which is kind of irritating. Can you explain why uh, this is something I haven't quite understood? Why exactly there's a run on toilet paper? (laughs) I mean, for a respiratory illness. Yeah, right. I Um, mean, I'm not making quite the connection with it, and except unless it's kids being home from school more, so they're going to use it.
0: That that's probably it. I I think there's two (laughs) things. I think there's two things involved there. Is that people are expecting to have to shelter in place for a while. Okay. And you just have to hunker down and have all the necessities. Yeah, yes, and okay. that's one thing that
1: you really don't want to run out of. Right. That's okay. true. Unless you're yeah, one of those true people with a bidet. Right. Right. <laughs> Which is becoming apparently more of a you know viable option. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I guess. <laughs>
0: I guess. Anyway, oh <laughs> but Yeah. Moving on. Um, but the other thing is, uh, I think that. The the thought of other people buying it is drumming up more panic. So all, right. you, all you need to see is a tweet or a headline that says, you know, toilet paper shortage, when there really yeah. isn't a full full toilet paper shortage yet, and people are going to be rushing out and buying like, whatever's oh, left.
1: Oh no! Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Although, see, now I noticed. On the one hand, like when I went shopping this morning, um, eggs were all gone at one major grocery store chain, and I'm kind of in rural America here. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, and, and they were nearly gone at the major store across the street. And, um, and so I, and I don't think it's because the chickens are panicking and laying fewer eggs. Um, it has to be because the people are buying more eggs and some of well, why are people buying more eggs? Um, and I, I guess my thought is that they're making more breakfast at home, you know, but I have to say though, on the other side of that, there was still plenty of Brussels sprouts. So it's yep. like not gotten so bad that people are like, look, if you can't find eggs or toilet paper, head for the Brussels sprouts. It's yep. not gotten that bad yet. So I, I think yep. there's reason to hope.
0: <clears throat> and there was tons of white beans, <laughs> plenty, of, plenty of bags of white beans. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So,
1: yeah, there was a few of those uh, select items
0: left. Yes. Um, it's, it's a lot of the healthy stuff. So uh, my wife said to me, she saw someone on social media saying that in the few days they've been sheltering in place, they, they've they already gained weight from their snacks that they bought for the oh, coronavirus. No. Oh, and no. the way that it was worded, it almost sounded like, this is like an event, like the Super Bowl. That's right. We're like all going home and like, yeah, so let all go out for the coronavirus, buy chicken wings and, and all sorts of stuff <laughs> yes. and preparing for the coronavirus to start. It's like-
1: yeah yep.
0: stocking up on the sugary cereal That's right. <laughs> have there the been days all day uh, uh there have been some reported cases in Missouri where you're at right
1: um it seems maybe so, and I don't remember the number or exactly what i you know the last statistics I read a few days ago I was put it around what sixty total in the united states i am sure it's I'm sure it's gone up uh since then uh confirmed cases Con- and no, or, I mean it's deaths. deaths, excuse me. Mm-hmm. Deaths. Yeah. Yes. Uh I mean then what probably hundreds or maybe even into the thousands, thousands of by this confirmed point. cases. Yeah. And and, you know, given the fact that uh that some people may be asymptomatic or just handling it or, you know, mm-hmm. don't know the difference between that and the common cold mm-hmm. um, then, you know, it could be a lot. Yeah. But Uh, Anyway, we have some serious thoughts to throw at this and to help help balance and just give you some things to think about. And since you're not going to school and you might not be going to work and you're certainly not going to the grocery store to buy toilet paper because don't even bother um <laughs> then you've got time to sit here and uh, listen to our podcast and uh, yes. text your friends and share it on facebook and go. while we're at it we want to thank our patrons uh for supporting this podcast over at patreon.com slash reason together that's patreon.com slash reason together we want to thank our supporters and the coronavirus for uh, <laughs> making it possible for you to listen today yes
0: this episode today is brought to you by the coronavirus, uh, <laughs> infecting people worldwide since 2019. Now,
1: oh. now of course, you know that uh, if you know us, you know that we value life. Yes. And we're not mocking people being sick. No. But we do think, I think anyway, that it is truly hyped up that the scare is <clears> beyond <throat> what it ought to be. And so we hope to inject some thoughts to yeah. uh, to balance our thinking on multiple levels today.
0: Yeah, true.
1: Um, do we have any feedback, though, from another article to bring us back maybe to some other subject and feeling of sanity for just a few moments? Okay. So. <laughs> um,
0: let's see here. Um, we did actually, we have one thing from a patron here. Yeah. And okay. this is actually kind of related to coron- the coronavirus. Really? Okay. Yes. Um because we were talking about assembling at church in the last mm-hmm. episode. And that, of course, is a, a thing that's really um, a big question on people's minds right now. Yes. Uh, I don't know what it's like in Missouri, <clears throat> but here uh, the, state, uh, the, the governor of the state of Connecticut has banned gatherings of 50 or more people. Which is not really a, a threat to our church, in particular, but the <laughs> CDC is strongly urging that people avoid gatherings of ten people or more. Right. Right. Um, mm-hmm. But there's a difference between a ban and, and strongly urging. Um, but this is from. Um, oh, okay, okay. There's several feedback things in this email here. Do we want to do we want to go over all these? Let's see. Um, <clears throat> all right. Let, let's let's pause coronavirus for a second. Let's go over this feedback and then we'll come back. This yeah, sure. is from mm-hmm. one of our patrons. This is from Justin. He says, um, Hi, Pastors Tom and Daniel. I apologize for my lack of feedback on recent episodes. Um, you two keep having terrific discussions, and I really appreciate the work you put into this podcast. It's a highlight of the week when I see it drop into my feet. As for the amen chop and the hold and sway... <laughs> I certainly have mixed feelings. I've been in churches where the amen chop was so vocal from so many people that it was a significant distraction. The amen by itself can be distracting when offered by a single person in the congregation when it comes at the end of nearly every few sentences of the preacher's sermon. (laughs) That's true. I also remember going to a charismatic church before I was saved, expecting to see a formal reverent service (laughs) like what I remembered as a child. The music, combined with the hold and sway, pushed me away from church for quite some time before I realized that genuine reverent worship still existed. Wow. On the other hand, I have seen individuals lift a hand during a particular portion of a hymn and, while being noticeable, did not at all appear to be distracting or inappropriate. Also, an amen offered at the appropriate time, I think, can be an encouragement to the pastor and possibly draw attention to a particular point in the sermon. I agree. Yeah. Uh, perhaps one question we should be asking ourselves is: Would I be holding my hands up if I were the only member of the congregation?
1: Ooh! Wow, that's, that's a, a good, good question. Uh, uh, good internal he,
0: question there. Yeah, he says we must be careful of avoiding vain glory, referencing Philippians two and verse three. If vain glory is not our motive, then I don't really have a problem with either. Uh, as long as they don't become a distraction that causes others to stumble. <clears throat> that was an interesting question that he poses there. Yeah, it was a good one. That was a good was one. Because, I mean,
1: I have to say, sometimes I might be in a conversation with somebody and they'll say something with which I so resonate. You know, I just might want to go, amen to that. You're like, I agree, <laughs> you know. Yeah. And 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 if that's the yeah. kind of thing that you're in a service and you're like, boy, pastor, just like... Hit a doctrine. I mean, he so clearly stated that truth. Man, amen to that. You know, but but to ask that question and say, "Am I doing this because other people are around?" That's a that's a good 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 question.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, his his email switches gears here and says, "Your discussion on what is church was spot on." I recently saw a church sign that read, "Enjoy church in your PJs on YouTube." Oh boy! <laughs> While a video <laughs> ministry can be a wonderful thing. Particularly to church members that are shut-ins, those that are able to attend would be missing out on key elements of the church, as you described in Acts two forty-two, including fellowship and likely aspects of breaking of bread and prayers. <clears throat> good. Uh, that's uh, well. Not it's not not good that the the church sign said enjoy church in your PJs, but it's good feedback. Yeah, I mean, really,
1: <laughs> Yes, yeah. yeah. Thank you for the feedback. <laughs> yes, What'd thank you, you see? Justin. <clears throat> um update i was looking uh at just looking at uh the news here a little bit and apparently the confirmed uh recorded cases here in missouri uh up to this point as of a couple few hours ago would be about seven or eight okay yeah of, think, Not uh, the not the hold and sway but the
0: coronavirus yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i think in connecticut it's upwards of 50 now okay Okay. Yeah, yeah. Of course, the population here is a lot more, I think, than Missouri. I'd have to look that up. I, I know it feels like it's more because it's very densely populated. Right, right. Much smaller state. Sure. But uh, <clears throat> the panic here has been uh, somewhat crazy. Now, I know in Missouri, there was a case of a man that was quarantined and left the quarantine against court order mm. um, to go to a father daughter dance and caused really? a big stir because he's potentially in, infected everyone there with everything that he mm. touched but <laughs> that's wow. why that's why Missouri came to my mind I'm thinking I know there's at least one oh, yeah, confirmed wait. case there <laughs> <laughs> well and to give give
1: our listeners a little bit of a background when I first um when I first kind of got ramped up on this a little bit and I and I sent you a note and said I think this is you know and and a topic for the next episode was what 3 4 days ago yeah Uh, when I, I read an article that at the time and now, and since then, of course it's happened, it seems like in a number of other places, but, Mm -hmm. um, but I think it was the governor of Louisiana, uh, wrote a, what do you call an executive order? Like you stated earlier, you know, that congregations, people of over groups of 50 couldn't meet and that that included churches. You know, and that they could they could still meet if they would structure their service times in such a way as to not have more than so many people there at a time. Maybe at the time it was even 250. It was a certain number. Yeah, it was, Maybe it was 250, 250 in the article. 250. Yeah. And so obviously since then it's dropped and dropped and then, you know, the recommendation of 10 people or more. And, uh, and I just really felt like that was an overreach, and it most certainly is a constitutional overreach. Now, for the CDC or for the president or whatever to say, now, we recommend that, you know, you practice social distancing and you don't be in large groups of people. And, you know, we would recommend you don't go to church. But for them to write an executive order and say you cannot meet that is totally unconstitutional. And I just, I, I just do not like that. Now, on a common sense side, people might go, you know what? I think I'm just going to avoid it this week because, you know, I'm, I'm in an age where I might be affected or I don't want to. Okay. But that's leaving it to people's discernment, to their discretion, to, you know, judging them to use common sense. Yeah. Um, and honestly, to me, the same thing applies to going to a restaurant. Yeah. To tell, to tell a, an independent business owner, you can't have your business because there's a sickness in the United States. What? I mean, he can, if, he, if he wants to open for three customers and lose money, that's up to him. You know, that's totally yeah. his choice. But for the governor to say, no, you can't open your restaurant. Now, the schools, they're government run, so they got control of the schools. But over a church especially, no. They can make a recommendation, but they can't refuse you the right to assemble.
0: Yeah, um, it certainly is an interesting question to pose as far as what what extent can the government go to mm-hmm. in the event of some sort of um, mass thing like this. And I was reading on the CDC's website, and mm-hmm. uh, just to see what's the extent of their legal authorization. And I think it's important to, to talk about three different terms here, uh, okay. isolation, quarantine, And then the term you've brought up relates to freedom of assembly, uh, which Mm -hmm. is First Amendment, I believe. Um, And the CDC's website says legal authorities for isolation and quarantine. And it defines these two things separately. Uh, It says, isolation and quarantine help protect the public by preventing exposure to people who have or may have a contagious disease. Isolation separates sick people with a quarantinable communicable disease from people who are not sick Mm -hmm. okay so isolation is when you know you've confirmed someone has the disease you isolate them okay Mm -hmm. quarantine separates and restricts the movement of people who were exposed to a contagious disease to see if they become sick
1: Mm -hmm. okay Mm -hmm. i see Understand. Um,
0: so you, you see the difference there. <clears throat> I do. Mm-hmm. It says, in addition to serving as medical functions, isolation and quarantine also are, quote, police power functions. Derive, oh, yeah, derived from the right of the state to take action affecting individuals for the benefit of society. Uh, under federal law, it says here, the federal government derives its authority for isolation and quarantine from the Commerce Clause of the U.S. Constitution. Under Section 361 of the Public Health Service Act, uh, that's 42 U.S. Code 264, the U.S. Secretary of Health and Human Services is authorized to take measures to prevent the entry and spread of communicable diseases from foreign countries into the United States and between states. The authority for carrying out these functions on a daily basis has been delegated to the CDC, um, (coughs) essentially by the Constitution here under 42 code um it says here federal regulations part 70 and 71 the cdc is authorized to detain medically examine and release persons arriving into the u.s and traveling between states who are suspected of carrying these communicable diseases so anyway i won't read the whole thing here <laughs> the yeah. point is that there is some aspect of the constitution that gives the cdc some governing authority including police power to enforce both isolation and and quarantine. But what you've brought up, to me, seems different. Mm -hmm. When you're telling a church that they can't uh, assemble, Mm -hmm. when perhaps none of them have been exposed to any persons of interest, and none of them are are sick or have any confirmed cases of the virus, is that an isolation or a quarantine? I, I don't know that it's either. So as far as whether or not states are legally allowed to restrict the freedom of assembly for the purposes of containing this virus i think that's a question i don't have the answer for to be honest because i'm sure there's a lot of legal ease to discuss whether or not they can do this because what would make this really something at least in my understanding of it what would make this really a constitutional overreach is if there is no way to appeal it you know what I mean? In other words, if they didn't have a process by which a, a church or any other assembly could say, "Listen, this is an unauthorized restriction, this is an overreach. We're appealing this. Um, in other words, if there's no way to appeal this and, and if you if you if you do anything other than what they say, they enforce this with police power, uh, that to me would seem like an overreach.
1: Well, and that seems that that brings me to the question, you know so they say you can't have church. what if you do?
0: Yeah. What does that
1: mean? Yeah. And how do they enforce it? Now we send in the police to say, no, we're locking down your doors. Well, And like you said, well, has anybody been diagnosed with this? Do we know that anybody's sick? Do we know that anybody's carrying or should be quarantined? Uh, Or it's just simply uh, you people are too stupid to realize that you shouldn't be in large groups of people, you know what I mean? Or to use your own discernment or common sense. And so we're going to just tell you, you can't meet. Well, yeah. come on. I mean, you know, can we can we can we discern on a case by case, you know, basis whether people feel comfortable going to church or not? Right. Um, it uh, anyway, kind yeah. of taking the
0: one thing. Uh, one thing we probably should be clear about is that this isn't necessarily at this point some sort of federal mandate. Um, the president can't really do that, in my understanding of what federalism is. In other words, there are some states yet that have not adopted these assembly restrictions correct whereas right. some and have. i think missouri is one of them right yeah but certain governors have yes seems to be uh yeah yeah go ahead um under uh, the cdc's website again under enforcement it says if a quarantinable disease is suspected or identified cdc may issue a federal isolation or quarantine order okay Um, Public health authorities at the federal, state, local, and tribal levels, talking about like uh, Native American reservations, Mm -hmm. may sometimes seek help from police or other law enforcement officers to enforce the public health order. U.S. Customs and Border Protection, U.S. Coast Guard officers are authorized, um, uh, yada, yada, yada. Let's see. It says breaking a federal quarantine order is punishable by fines and imprisonment. Now, I think this is specifically referring to a case like that fella in Missouri who mm-hmm. was being watched essentially to make sure he didn't develop symptoms, but he left and went to this um, uh, father-daughter dance, after which a court order was placed on him to remain in mm-hmm. quarantine, hmm. uh, in my understanding of that article, which I'll see if I can put a link to that in the show notes. Yeah. And in that case, you could get punished with fine or imprisonment. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> says, federal law allows the conditional release of persons from quarantine if they comply with medical monitoring and surveillance. Um,
1: I would I would say I, I would certainly have to do some thinking over, uh, you know, thinking through the, uh, my, my stance on, um, oh, what was I going to say here, as far as their I guess the, the legal medical power this the security of the people okay for the mm-hmm. safety and security of the people we have the right to do certain things well obviously yes there is a there is a segment of that hence yeah. the whole that's why we have a military that's why we you right. know what I mean it's for the safety <laughs> of our people but uh, obviously it becomes an issue when you know people depart from whether it's constitutional standard or a biblical standard of, of morality and of character as to how people are going to apply that um you know as far as when when are they going to say oh boy it's flu season you can't go to church hmm. you know what i mean well uh, i oh, mean you know what i mean too, and too, that's too, part of my gripe is the even the inconsistency of this whole thing you know yeah the flu's killed tens of thousands of people and we've had what less than a hundred or maybe around a hundred cases of, of death in, in, with the coronavirus well mm-hmm. why are we waking
0: out over something that's well so much smaller th- to, to balance that out and, and I'm not disagreeing with you necessarily mm-hmm. but the reason why the CDC is pushing enforcement of all these things at this point is to as they they say flattening the curve mm-hmm. It's not mm-hmm. that we're necessarily concerned that this virus is more serious in nature than the flu because truth be told it's it's really not from what I've read, any more Mm -hmm. dangerous than the flu, though Mm -hmm. it it does seem to be very virulent in how it spreads with community spread, is the term. Mm -hmm. And it's overwhelming the healthcare system at this point. Um, The the graph that's been floating around almost looks like a giant bell curve, if you know what a bell curve looks like. Mm -hmm. It spikes Mm -hmm. very high and fast at the beginning. There's so many cases, it's overwhelming the amount of test kits that are available. It's overwhelming Mm -hmm. hospital and ER staff. Uh, and what they want people to do is have the, this 15-day, uh, you know, quarantine or self-quarantine type situation to flatten the curve out, to so that mm-hmm. we can stop overwhelming the healthcare system. I don't think the panic has to do with it being somehow more dangerous. Okay. The panic okay. has to do with we're trying to be able to manage it. Um, it.
1: It's even if we have the same number of cases, but they're spread out over a. You know, more evenly over time. Yes, are,
0: we have the resources and the capacity to set up for the right essentially the problem. Essentially, we're trying to budget and allocate the resources that we have, the material mm-hmm. resources we have, to combat the virus by flattening the curve. So, so yeah, again, not not necessarily as dangerous uh, or, or more dangerous than the flu, but. We just don't have the resources for it yet. We don't even have a vaccine for this yet, uh, right. though efforts have been made, probably faster than any vast vaccine efforts in history.
1: Yeah. <laughs> now I'm going to be kind of transparent here, and again, I'm opening myself to some criticism, and I don't want to be overly negative, but um, I, I, I guess I feel like I still want to say we have to keep this keep in mind that we're basically now. And you please correct me if I'm wrong, because in, in my reading of you know what's go, what how, the things that are being done to to stem the tide of it in a sense i don't i've never read actually what it is the coronavirus yeah i mean basically the symptoms seem to be like the common whatever okay and so and and then i know that on the extreme end some people die but i i guess first i want to ask is this really much difference symptomatically i mean if i if i actually get the coronavirus is it much
0: different than me getting the flu um, it, it's going to have more respiratory things. I mean, when people think of flu, uh, just to be clear, the coronavirus is not a flu. Uh, the okay. coronavirus is more similar to, uh, SARS. Do you remember SARS? The name. Yeah. From years ago, I think it was something about severe, um, acute respiratory sickness. Okay. And then there was another one that was uh, called MERS, Middle Eastern Respiratory Sickness. Um, this is more similar to those, um, And and really not at all related to the flu, though the symptoms, when you get them, seem very Uh, Mm flu-like. You're going to have things like maybe trouble breathing, uh, cough, you'll develop a fever. There may even be some chest pressure or pain. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you see all the symptoms combined, a lot of people, when they get that, they kind of just chalk it up to being like bronchitis or the flu, and and they just ride it out uh, many times. And, and if you've lived long enough, you may have actually already had some form of a coronavirus. It's a family of viruses, um, and basically just thought you had the flu. <clears throat> what makes so I'm, this one worse is just how... The, the communicable lat- it is. Yeah, because the latency period, right. you could be carrying this for anywhere from two days up to two weeks without developing symptoms yet, and all mm-hmm. that while you're mm-hmm. passing it along. And that's what's causing the system to get overwhelmed. And
1: minute. I can see why that's a certain problematic, because you can be a carrier and not even realize it. But I, <clears throat> but like for me, I don't get a flu, vi- a flu vaccine. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't get really sick that often and, and it seems like when i do get sick or i get a little sick i don't run to the hospital right you know what i mean i say well what can we do at home you know my 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 wife may use oils or or i drink water or i do this or you know what i mean i don't go oh no i you know my my chest feels tight i got to run to the hospital so i'm kind of wondering like why is the medical system glutted with people is it because people run so quickly or is it because they say that the demographic that's hit the hardest is, you know, the senior citizens? Is yeah. it that that many people are being hit or that middle-agers are just going, oh, I'm sick, I go to the hospital?
0: Yeah. I mean. Well, I mean, for, for a lot of people, um, many people don't, don't have the confidence to handle something on their own. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of people really are just, um, I, I hate to... I don't want to slur people, but there's a lot of ignorance about medical things. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, when people like like myself work in the healthcare industry, mm-hmm. um, there's oftentimes you have to translate from non-medical people <laughs> to medical language just so you can understand what in the world they're talking about. Because they don't use medical terms, they don't understand medical things. It's like, I have to translate from what they're saying to medical terms just so I get it. And, and and many times because of, of ignorance, people get something like uh, you know chest congestion and you know rattling when they breathe, and, and they go and they Google it, and now they think, oh no, I have bilateral <laughs> no. pneumonia, uh, yeah, but... and then they rush to the hospital, and um, that can tend to overwhelm things. In in fact, what they're saying with the coronavirus is to call first if you think you have some sort of uh, coronavirus symptoms. Call the ER before you go. Call your your primary care physician first and tell yes. them your symptoms. Yes, because otherwise, Absolutely. if you go now, you're exposing other people if you have that. Um, mm. So I don't know that it's necessarily, um, you know. That that everybody normally goes to the hospital this frequently. I think people mm-hmm. are just kind of nervous about this coronavirus because of mm-hmm. ignorance. I mean, I've seen people and, walking around with full biomedical gear on in public <laughs> and it's like if you know anything about this you don't need to wear a mask unless you already have the coronavirus
1: mm-hmm.
0: or are mm-hmm. a healthcare worker treating someone with the coronavirus.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, you, but isn't that part of the drumming up of the fear with the uh you know, sensationalist sales force that we call the news media or, you know, whatever. Don't aren't they aren't they kind of exciting that in people to be particularly scared and overwrought about it, overworked?
0: I think there is Did some you? of that going on. Yes. Yeah. Um some some of the more conspiratorial minded out there are suggesting that this is an attempt to destroy the the world economy, uh, in particular mm-hmm. the U.S. Mm-hmm. economy, because Trump was going to run on the economy in 2020, you know, basically as his his sales point that you know I, right. I restored right. the American economy, now all of a sudden it's, its tanked because of a virus. I don't necessarily uh, see that um, personally. I'm not a conspiratorial minded person, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I can see why some might push this. Uh, there's been even some in in the left wing news media in the past who have voiced a desire to see a recession so that Trump will lose the election. Publicly, they voiced that. Oh, I'm thinking well, of Bill Maher in particular. Yeah, they
1: hope that there's a recession. Yeah, I, just the moronic things that are said. That's another part of the irritation over the whole thing. You know, yeah. as those people that are so anti-Trump you know, that uh, that it's the Trump virus, or Trump is killing people every day, or something. And he's like, come on, please, people, just, you know, it, <laughs> you yeah know what I'm saying? It's a sickness. Um, <laughs> sure. But anyway, so another thing is, as I think about, I was thinking about different aspects of, of uh, kind of what's going on here. Of course, you have the, the physical aspect, and I did, I, I appreciated a a YouTube video I saw last night. that was actually a comedy. It was kind of a satire on it, and I would like to put a link to it in the show notes. But <laughs> the guy basically makes the point that, you know, if you uh, you, know, you don't take care of your health, you basically tank your health and don't really care about you know nutrition or whatever. But now you're going to put on a face mask to show that you <laughs> that you care about your health. You know, right. <laughs> that uh, that doesn't make sense. Um, so I feel like it brings certain things to bear, the whole the whole scare and the whole, oh, no, you know, okay, I'm shut inside now. What is this teaching me? Is it teaching people anything going forward you know, other than, oh, my goodness, we're in a terrible situation. This is a, you know, this is a catastrophe. Wait, is there anything that we can learn here? And I guess physically, I would say, you know, if we're so fearful of sickness, are we willing to, you know, eat more salad, less ice cream? Are we actually willing to pay attention to our health? Other than when it becomes a threat, you know, a, the societal threat. Am I willing to actually say, you know what? Being healthy is a good thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, and and you know, I'm sure you've seen this, uh, but how many times have you seen you need to be in a public restroom and you know, guys will go to the bathroom or whatever and just walk out. Right. Yeah. You're like for crying out loud, just wash your hands. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I mean, that's something really simple. Yeah. Um, you know, and you could go a step further. I mean, when I'm in a public restroom, I wash my hands, I'll, I'll dry off with a paper towel and then I'll open the door with the paper towel and throw it yes. away. So I don't have to grab the handle. I
0: mean, that's or, something simple. Or your simple. elbow or your foot yeah, or sure. any other contorted oh, yeah. way you can open that door, but don't touch it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> right. Right. Especially since you might've just seen a guy walk out who didn't wash hands at all and grab right. that handle. Yeah. And, um, so simple stuff like that, you know, can people learn something physically through the fear that they're facing then financially um you know and and i under i know i think to myself you know there's some single moms out there that are struggling to take care of their kids they're working there and it is a tough situation you know and if she faces the threat that well i I, you know know, i'm a waitress and now the the restaurant can't open for the next month well what's she going to do okay she is in a scary spot but a lot of people, you know, if they feel like this is, oh no, you know, the the economy is tanking. Well, they're on their iPhone 11 and they're watching their Netflix on their 60 inch television, you know, but they don't have an emergency fund, right? So, so they don't know where the next check's coming from. But if they would spend wisely, they they could they could say, look, I've got a month to find a job. You know what I mean? If they right. would if they would take care of their finances, um, and then and then emotionally going to that is that when you just think of a of a biblical Christian mindset. Is no matter what's going on, we shouldn't be living in fear and dominated by a fear, especially one driven by, by the media. Yeah, um, you know, is to just have a right perspective of things, yeah. and not to say that you know you shouldn't again use common sense and, and you know be careful of being around sick people or use good hygiene or follow certain recommendations. Yeah, but to live with the, like a like a foreboding fear, you know, that's well, just, just not good.
0: Right. Second Timothy one seven does does that not fit? Contextually, at least, for God hath not given He's us not the given us a of spirit fear, of fear, but of power um, and of love and of sound mind. I hope I'm not ripping that out of its context, but I mean,
1: well, but I certainly know. think there there's an application. That does God give anybody a spirit of fear? You know, uh, I like that. I like the the term, the, the English word that's used in Psalm. I believe it's 37, used two or three times. Fret not. You know, we can fret about things. We can fret against the Lord. We can fret about evildoers. We right. can fret about people who are prosperous, but they're wicked. And why aren't I getting it? And and we can tend to worry like that. Yeah. Um, and, and, of course, there's fear just is just a great subject study in Scripture. Sure. You go back to Joshua, you know, when, when the angel's telling him, fear not. Or Abraham, you know, you just delivered Lot <laughs> from the hand of these armies. Now, don't fear. You know, I'm your shield. If If you're fearing any repercussions here, don't.
0: You right. know, don't be afraid. Yeah.
1: And so we can apply those applications. Good. Very yeah. good. Be
0: careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication. So,
1: uh, just, uh, just some different thought, not, not saying that, okay, you, now you find yourself in a difficult situation. You go, well, that doesn't help me a lot today, but okay, we're going to, we're going to weather this storm and we'll be through it. But what, but what did we learn in the process that helps us next year? Or the next time we're afraid with a sickness or a pandemic or a, mm-hmm. or a, a drop in the economy, have I, have I thought to spend my money any more wisely? Have I, have I taken my health seriously? Have I, you know, have I saturated my mind with the word of God so that I have a biblical mindset about things? You know, okay, maybe I'm not where I want to be right now, but going forward, what steps can I take? Yeah.
0: I don't know. Are, 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 are you optimistic that this whole coronavirus thing will have that kind of effect on many people?
1: Um no, not really um except maybe our uh maybe our listenership would would take it to heart to some degree but in, in the as far as the mass public no i don't yeah. i don't really think so you, um but that's not like crazy out there either because yeah you know the the general societal mind is not towards the right Lord and towards you know yeah uh towards non selfish
0: thinking <laughs> yeah yeah, I had someone ask me if if I thought that the coronavirus is like America getting a spanking from the Lord. (laughs) And um, I I, I understand where they're going with that thought. But I think we can at least make the case, uh, I think it's from the book of Hebrews, that the Lord spanks his own. (laughs) Mm, He he mm. chastens those who are his children. Whereas I think it's been a long time since America really worshipped the biblical God.
1: And, right. And, and there and
0: is a difference between chastening and judgment.
1: That's, well, and even, the, I'd say even a difference between chastening judgment or natural consequences. And yes. I think that's a very good point that you bring up. Because, I mean, how many, how many times have you heard that? Oh, twin, you know, uh, uh, you know, 9-11, that's God's judgment of America, you know, or <laughs> whatever, you know, different things. Um, whether it's a hurricane, that's God's judgment of America or, you know, a recession, I don't know. Um, to say that, you know, God has designed things in such a way that when, when you violate a design, there are certain consequences and it's not like a direct judgment. And, and, and the illustration I love to use is, uh, is like, okay, I have this camera and this camera has all these neat features and everything. There's, there's so much that this camera can do, and it's really fascinating. And there was a lot of design and a lot of thought that went into it, and it has a specific purpose. And when I get that camera, it comes with an instruction booklet. Uh-huh. And in that instruction booklet, it says, don't do this, don't do this, don't do this. In fact, with my camera, I was recently using that as an illustration with our children's ministry, and I, and I opened up the instruction booklet, and at the bottom of one of the pages, it said, for your safety... In other words, you know, mind these things for your own safety, you know, cause so, so don't, don't try to, you know, um, you know, play with your, you know, camera and, you know, while it's plugged in and you're in the bathtub, you know, whatever, you know, <laughs> it doesn't say that, but I mean, obvious certain things. Well, if, if I'm, if I'm, uh, you know, if I use my, uh, if I use my camera, you know, if I use if I buy this $700 camera and I don't have a $700 camera, but if I buy a $700 camera and I use it as a doorstop. You know, I'm not really fulfilling <laughs> its purpose and then somebody actually walks through and they actually kick it with their foot and it goes flying across the floor and into the yeah. into the island, you know, and it breaks and I go, oh, "Sony is judging me," you know. "Sony is is is, is you know, rebuking me for not no no, Sony's not doing anything. It's just when you when you violate the design of the thing that you have, and it's not being used for its purpose, yeah. and you do something, it, it has a natural consequence. Well, um,
0: if I could, if I could play devil's advocate for a second, yeah, please, um, th- you know, th- trying to th- put my my head into the head of uh, possibly a lost person here, you know, yeah. are you saying that my, you know, great aunt so and so who died of this coronavirus recently? Invited the judgment of God with something that she did.
1: Well, and that and that is a, that's a good question. I'm glad you bring that up because a lot of times then we bring it to a personal level. Right now, um, specifically, the coronavirus was it something that she did again? Because that's looking at that's looking at it as a judgment um, in a sense. But we're saying is there is there something that she did to bring about the coronavirus? Well, in a sense, but I, I wouldn't say that was her fault. Uh, to say, oh, she came in contact with somebody she didn't know they had the coronavirus. But, um, but it's still that kind of that concept of looking at it as a judgment, like it was her fault that she got right. the coronavirus. But, but sin in general has affected the entirety of society. Right. Um, and, and the way sin is so interweaved, your sin does affect somebody else. Yeah, and somebody else's sin does affect you. Right. I mean, that there's the case of uh, of an abusive alcoholic dad. Did that kid do anything to deserve that? Absolutely not. Right. You know what I mean? And did that elderly lady, uh, you know, do something to deserve death by coronavirus? No, not in that sense. But um, but we're just saying as a, as a as a culture, of course, it all goes back to really uh, a world affected by sin. That there's yeah. any disease at all. Yeah. Um, you know, and just and on and on from there. But yeah, good. does that help answer the question?
0: It does. It does. You're you're okay. saying, in a sense, uh, oftentimes every swath of society can suffer um, as a result of yes. those who who push the sin curve the furthest. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good good way to put it. Good way to put it. And it's not to
1: say that uh, we're we deserved a certain sickness. However, can we, on the other hand, turn around and say, well, I haven't done anything wrong to deserve anything bad. Well, no, we've all done, (laughs) we've all violated the design and we're all contributing to the downgrade of society as it were. Yeah. Um, and so anyway, it's just kind of a, a
0: package. Yeah. Good. All right. Um, what else do we have here about, uh, the coronavirus. is there anything else we want to try and encourage or help our listeners with here um if you don't i've got I've got one thing here um, yeah go to ahead say be sure if you're gonna take any kind of advice regarding the corona virus uh coronavirus um don't don't just get it from us uh we're not we're not doctors. <laughs> yes. Um, This does not constitute medical
1: or legal help.
0: Yeah. I encourage you to go to the CDC website yourself and just kind of read the basic facts. They have a frequently asked question section there, uh, which answers a lot of the things people will normally ask in the order that they ask them, Uh, things about symptoms and testing and how to protect yourself and how it spreads and what it is. Uh, we'll put a link to that in the show notes. So be sure to get your advice from from good sources, um, and uh, and not 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 from us.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you. Yeah. Um, and, and and another thought that comes to mind is that you know if it's if it's a matter of um, of fear you know, yeah, we, we could point you to scripture and that, uh, that's the ultimate authority right there. But if you kind of need, you know, need somebody to talk to maybe consider calling call your pastor or calling a godly friend and saying, you know what, I'm kind of scared. Um, yeah. I don't know what to do here. Can you give me some advice? Yeah. And instead of just immediately saying, well, I hope the, you know, the government shells out a thousand bucks for me, you know, uh, instead say, uh, what, what should I be doing? What should my There's mindset be here? There's actual talk about How that, does, you know. Yes, I know. And what does the Lord, how does the Lord want me to respond? And, um, you know what I mean? So i am saying the pastor, if, if he can help the, the emotional state of this and help you to navigate through some thoughts, I would think that your pastor would want to do that too. But
0: so do you think churches should still have church or should we go online for the next couple of weeks?
1: I think it ought to be a, a matter of discretion for each pastor. Mm-hmm. That's a pastor's decision. And, uh, and, you know, if he feels like, uh, look, we're fine. And again, uh, just like in cases of uh, when, when the weather gets inclement, mm-hmm. you know, around here, yeah. we get a snowstorm. Some people are going to be like, oh, man, I don't want to get out on those roads. They're slick. It's dark. It's blowing. It's snowing. Um, we say, look, use your judgment. We're not going to judge you for not being here if you don't feel like it's safe. We don't want you to get put yourself in a perilous yeah. situation to come to church. On the other hand, we may still have church. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um well, same situation here. Look, if you if you feel uncomfortable coming or or you know, I mean, sometimes we can look at people and say now, I can think of one person in my mind and say, look, that person's immune system is severely compromised. Don't come. Right. That would be my, my advice. Don't yeah. come. Because I, I don't want you to be exposed to something. But on the other hand, if you're if you're middle-aged and you feel healthy and you feel like, um, I'm not really scared of this thing and um, yeah whatever. Now, people might say, well, you could still be a carrier. But at some point, you have to live. And, um, you know, if you feel like I'm not going to, I'm not going to box myself in my house for the next two weeks till, to, or, or, uh, or, or till August or whatever, you know, I'm not going to not come in contact with people. I'm just going to live. Yeah. And, uh, and if you want to come to church, fine, you know, and if that's the pastor wants to still have church and he knows that, you know, the, the, um, the congregation may be cut in half you know meaning the the number there okay you know whatever but yeah. if if another pastor says you know we've got a largely elderly congregation we ought to just cancel okay that's fine too
0: are you uh, are you taking any measures in particular at church
1: uh, we are taking one minor measure, um, at, at our church, as far as altering the, um, uh, and I haven't made the announcement yet, but it's forthcoming, um, as far as the Wednesday night children's ministry. Mm-hmm. Uh, but as far as our services at present, we're planning to just move forward, um, yeah. as, as usual now, um, you know, yeah.
0: Yeah, we're, we're doing the same thing, but we've, uh... We, we always keep, and this is even before the coronavirus, we always have a big bottle of hand sanitizer yes. at the back door. Good. And uh, it's just always been there. And people use that as they walk out. And next to that, the only additional change we've made is next to that now we have put a, a thing of Clorox wipes. If anybody feels compelled to wipe something down, if they want to, they're free to do that. <laughs> Um, yep. but after people leave, there's not a whole lot that we do. Um, because between Sunday and Wednesday, when, when people are actually at church, the virus can only live on surfaces for a few hours. Really? Yeah. Really? That's
1: good to know. Yeah. Yep.
0: So, so we don't necessarily I- wipe everything down after church unless it's, you know, not- notably gross or something like that.
1: Yeah. yeah. Um, <clears throat> I think the uh, I think the uh, sanitizer is a good idea, but otherwise, you know, some of the, to me it still goes back to an issue of just common. Um, if I could put it without without seeming mean to those maybe who didn't grow up or didn't learn certain you know ha- habits of whatever, but I mean, um, is just common sense. Yeah, is that you know what after on a normal Sunday, you know, and you shake twenty five hands before I go home and eat, I wash my hands. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's just that's just smart i mean on right. a, on on
0: a non coronavirus day i'm just saying. yeah well one um, one additional change we did make and also is that we announced publicly at church that uh feel free if you're uncomfortable shaking hands during this whole thing to just you know elbow somebody or or, oh, yeah. or just politely oh, right. decline no one's going to get offended over that exactly um so that's that's another change that we've made and and just encourage we, people not to touch their face after they've shaken hands uh, or done anything yeah, like that yeah I mean, if
1: you're going to cough, cover your
0: mouth. If you're going to sneeze, cover
1: your mouth. You go to the bathroom, wash your hands. Yeah. You know, uh, don't lick any doorknobs, things like that. You know, just. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, you know, a lot of the. How do you cut down on that? Um, yeah. It's, it's, it's a just lot common of times sense by kind stuff. of simple, simple measures, I guess. Yeah. But um, so anyway, yeah. yeah. That's been. Uh, I'm. Thank you for the discussion today, Tom. Sure. And, thank you. Um, and again, we we encourage your feedback. If you feel like we've gone too far in the direction of quote unquote reason, what we feel like is reason, and we're not compassionate enough, or there's an angle that we're not thinking of, or another lesson that people could learn, or another step that uh, churches could take in protecting their people, we'd appreciate your feedback at reason together podcast at gmail dot com. That's reason
0: together podcast at gmail dot com, and we'd uh, appreciate your feedback. All right. Well, thank you again for joining us on this episode. Be sure that you uh, stay healthy and, and do smart things, not dumb things. And, uh, right. <laughs> and we'll all get through this panic <laughs> together. Uh, and yes. We'll come out of it on the other side just fine, I think. Uh, anyway, we are encouraging balance, developing perspective, and connecting faith to practice. This is Reason Together.